Welcome to The Truth in This Art Beyond, and we're back in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. I am your host, Rob Lee. Thanks for listening, sharing, subscribing, all that good stuff that you all do to keep this podcast going. Today, I'm excited to be in conversation with my next guest, a visual artist, photographer, writer, arts educator, whose figurative work often features brown skin in an array of hues, usually set against lush textures and vibrant colors. Please welcome, fellow Robert, by the way, please welcome Robert Carter. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is this is great already. So so thank you for coming on and making the time. And you know, before we get into the the main crux of the uh, conversation, the main topic, I want to start off and you know, kind of give you the space. Uh, what was what's been the highlight of your week? Tell me tell me about your week. Uh, yeah, you know. I, I, so a highlight, I'll say. Um, yes, sir. There's been a few. I've, I've had a pretty good week. Um, I was on my way to a teaching gig, uh, and I was on the, in an Uber, and my driver, he picked me up from my studio, which, and it, on the front of it says, like, arts, like, artist studio or something. Yeah. And he's, uh, it's like this older dude, and he's just like, oh, is there any space in there? And I was like, no, what, are you looking for a studio? He's like, oh, yeah, I, I draw. And he was telling me that he stopped drawing, he's a cartoonist, he stopped drawing for 50 years, and just recently picked it back up, and, like, has found a whole new passion for it. He was like showing me, I mean, he had one hand on the phone and one hand on the wheel. So I was like, all right, you know, calm down a little. He was excited, you know. Um, but he was like, yeah, man, I just, you know, art, I, I, I realized I got back into it and a friend reminded me of it. And I was just like, that was really inspiring. Yeah. So, I, and unexpected. I just would never have, like, I don't know. Usually I'm in, I'm in an Uber, headphones in, shades on, looking out the window, you know. <laughs> so it was nice to connect and, yeah, um, yeah it was really inspiring. That's that's dope. It's it's great to be able to be able to tap in and connect with people and, and hear that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know why I had a a brief moment because I kind of got it. You're a bit of a yeah. We're we're in the same little tribe. Uh, and I, for some reason, I thought of the creative version of Marv from Sin City saying, you never know what you find down the alleys, <laughs> <laughs> the creative alleys of Philadelphia. But yeah, it's, it's, it's great when you're able to talk with people and you're not expecting it. You know, you're not expecting to hear some like creative origin story. Yeah. Um, you know, like every now and again, you hear some things that are a little weird, like. I talked with my dad one time, and we never really talk about creative stuff. He's mm. like, oh, you, you, you do that thing, you know, the, the, the mic thing. That's literally what it's called, the mic <laughs> thing. And it used to be the drawing thing. It used to be the writing thing, what have you. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and it's not necessarily creative related, but when you're kind of getting something from an unexpected, unexpected source, he was like, yeah, you know, back in the day, we said this Ouija board. And I was like, hold up, what? I was like, what else are you into? What is this other yeah. part of your history? And, you know, he would be the type that could say, yeah, you know, 50 years ago. I was like, what is this? <laughs> that's amazing. I, I always, I mean, that's that's also like the benefit of having intergenerational like relationships, connections, that sort of thing, too. Like, I learned, like, my great grandma was a, I didn't know until I was a teenager. We were pretty close. I didn't know she wanted to be an artist. Mm. You know, I didn't know she, she like picked up a, a book and just like sketch the cover of it. She's like, hand me a piece of paper and a pencil. I'm like, this whole time you could do this and you didn't even, sh you know, it's just yeah. like, it's amazing what you, what, you know, people have their history and you just never know. Yeah, um, I remember, you know, at one point my, um, 
I had an uncle I never met. He passed before before I was born, and um, so I would talk with him. I remember one occasion talking with my grandmother about about him, and she was talking about like you got a little drawing talent. Like you know, we gotta definitely you know make that happen. We gotta make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remind me of my Rudy, and my he's my brother is also named Rudy, so mm-hmm. it's kind of that. And what I used to do was. Uh, I would get the Wizard magazines. That is uh, definitely the wizard, it Wait out. a minute. Tell, what is what are the Wizard magazines? You got to tell me, like the like the team, like the. Oh no no! This is like pop culture comics. This is like a comics magazine. Oh okay. So okay. what I would do is draw the covers. I would try to draw yeah. the the whole cover. So you'll get like this wild cover with like Magneto and Wolverine on there. And you're like, I'm trying to draw this whole thing mm-hmm. and make sure you get that font right on Wizard. Nice. <laughs> so. For for those who are undipped, unfamiliar, could you you know tell them a bit about your work? Like, what is your work about? Because I, I gave the sort of cut and paste. I want to hear it from you. Yeah, sure. Um, undipped is a great word. Um, yeah, I'm a photographer, visual artist. I um, I don't know. I, I feel like I it's it's I don't have an elevator pitch per se, but I'll say that um, I lo- I'm really inspired by uh, by people. I'm really inspired by love and the moments that connect us um, so I feel like a lot of that shows up in my work and I'm also inspired by history and culture and music and again all those things that connect us and define us and um, so those are the things that drew me to photography uh, storytelling um, so I would say I'm a visual storyteller and then also commercially yeah. I help people look their best okay I like it I like it um, I remember during this uh, this period, I was talking with folks who are definitely um, doing photography on folks that look like you and I, mm-hmm. getting the browns right, as mm-hmm. I like to say it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you will, definitely include a bit of that, because I want to really key in on that. But share with us your, your process, whether it be commercial side, whether it be your non-commercial projects. Tell us a bit about that. Sure. Well, yes, definitely. And I will say, like, I, I, I'm trying not to use the buzzword diversity, but it just right. I know I just like, uh, it chills. Yeah, seriously. But I mean, it really. Um, I'll say like my upbringing um, really informed my aesthetic sensibilities. Like, I grew up in Maryland in the suburbs, um, and my family was very colorful. Like very charismatic like we sing and do impressions and just like there's always music in the house and there's colors there was at one point our kitchen was all the walls were like canary yellow and like my my room was like smurf blue and like so (laughs) and like it's my relatives are like that a lot of my relatives are like that too we just like like vibrant things and, and celebrate life um, and so a lot of the artwork that we had, I grew up with like Ernie Barnes, Prince and Annie Lee paintings, stuff around like that, that just kind of depicted black people in their everyday life, mm-hmm. just living like, uh, you know, cleaning chitlins or being at the table or you just out dancing. Right I'm not a chitlin person yeah, myself. You threw it out there. I, like I, it. I did. But that was the, well, that was one of the. So in our in our kitchen, uh, my mom had a she's a big Annie Lee fan. We had a lot of of, of her works. But there was one um, about uh, cleaning chitlins. Was, I think it was called 60 pounds. Um, it's like a lady at the sink. You know, and I. Oh, man, I just I'm not even going to. I'm not going to yell somebody's yum. 
Um, hey, I'm hearing southern roots through a lot of stuff that you're saying. Oh, like, yeah. It's the same. It's the same. Oh, like, absolutely. My grandmother's yeah, yeah. doing the same thing. So it's, well, now my grandma makes the chitlins because we, we did it one once. You know what? I think we're getting. No, please. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah my grandma makes the chitlins now because we made it one year. My mom made it one year for Christmas. And my sister woke up in the middle of the night thinking that she had, like, thrown up on herself. And she was like, made this whole scene. And my mom was like, it's just the chitlins. Go back to bed. And since then, we just like, all right, no more in the house. You know. <laughs> this is an outside activity. Yeah, it's, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so just that when I, when I think of like slices of life, yeah. um, I think of those kinds of scenes, those kinds of like just very quiet, everyday moments. Um, and so that informed how I see things, I think, um, in my work yeah. um, a lot of especially like the lifestyle things uh, the lifestyle images I create are just pe uh, images of people existing and celebrating life and in the quiet moments making a puzzle or in the loud moments celebrating in a street fair um, I think it's all beautiful you yeah. know and so that kind of informed uh, and then of course the vibrant colors and all that that informs sort of my aesthetic um, but as far as my process uh, a lot of that is, I'll say my artistic process, it's very informed by the things that, like the media that I take in. Um, I think, for instance, I was, I had read like over the pandemic, I was just like, I'm not, I'm bored. What am I, I'm just gonna read the Three Musketeers. Why not? You know, just like the unabridged Three Musketeers. And I read that and then made a, a whole series that was like very romantic and very like French and very, um, so, and the, my latest series, the solo show that I um, had in December, yeah. uh, Atemporal Artifacts, um, it's actually an ongoing body of work. I, I expect to be adding to that throughout my life, but that was inspired um, by my love of history and museums and culture and, and also Afrofuturism and fantasy. I read a lot. Um, love like Octavia Butler and Gay Jemison. Um, I just finished uh, The Sovereignty of Quiet by Kevin Kwashi, which was really beautiful. And um, I think a lot of that informs uh, my process as far as like the themes that show up in my work and the colors. Um, Atemporal Artifacts uh, was sort of an amalgamation of a bunch of different like world mythologies that I'm really interested in. Sure. Uh, so. That's how I would say my, it's just like, what am I, what am I intaking? And then the, the work is just sort of like my output with all of that. It's almost, this is not going to be what you said, but this is the way that I'm <laughs> seeing it in my head, right? It's almost like, you know, taking in like the different things that we're consuming, yep. right? Media and so on. Mm -hmm. And being a funnel it's like how am I receiving this and how am I bringing it back out there through how I go about things mm -hmm. actually that actually you know what I'm kind of myself in the back that sounded really good that, uh, that's great that's better than what I said yeah yes. no 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 yours is, yours <laughs> is better yours is better let's just rob off right now but here, here's the thing I, I think you know when when folks listen to like these interviews right yeah. I think this is why it's sort of that connection there like I like to look at what I'm doing is facilitating storytelling mm -hmm. and you know, I'll have my own quirky whatever in it, and I think that's why it resonates. Like, I've talked to different people, curators, and different people who appreciate like visual art, right? And they'll mention like, yeah, technically this is done very well, but I don't feel anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big piece of it, like the feeling thing. And you know, when we see something that we can connect with, that you're getting the Browns right, as mm -hmm. it were, mm -hmm. you definitely connect with it in like a sort of like different way. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's um, 
you know, you can tell when, when someone is faking the funk, you know, and I think that, and I think that work that resonates with a lot of people has an element, always has an element of truth in it. Um, you know, oh, that's a good tie into the, I, okay, I, get, I see it, I see. I, truth I, I in didn't this say anything, right? I, just, I just looked <laughs> you away. Didn't, you didn't have to say it, it just was, it just is. Um, no, yeah, it's, that, it's, it's, it's true though, and, and I think, so you're, you're talking about the, the browns and the hues, that's an important part of my work because that was a, an important part of my upbringing. Um, like I grew up in PG County, so um, everyone around me, or a majority of people around me, and not just like in my sort of class or or like status, were black or people of color. Yeah. So principals, teachers, doctors, all you know, from every level. Um, so and that that formed my worldview. Yeah. So it was important to me to share to express that in my work and it was important to me to accurately express that in my work so could you tell us about that moment or the series of moments that kind of gave you that sort of insight that i'm going to go into visual arts i'm going to go into photography this was was the thing like i touched on before there were a few different things that i tried before getting to this yeah and now yeah. i'm not letting it go so talk about that for yourself yeah um so I, it was in high school. Um, I thought, I mean, I tried a bunch of stuff too. I played trumpet for 10 years and I was like in drama club in high school. And like, I did like, I, I did a lot, but um, so music was, I would say it was my first love, but I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, I would like sketch illustrations, a women's wear designer specifically. Um, and that also just came from me watching a lot of anime and like loving like the the designs and stuff. It's like nothing I'd ever seen before. Yeah. Um, but I thought I wanted to be a designer, and so I was carrying around like Vogues all the time and the American Vogues, you know, not even the best Vogue. Um, so I was just carrying them around. Just and I had an art teacher. Uh, her name was Miss Peterson, and she got sick of it one day. She was like, "Listen, you are always." going on and on about Vogue and all what do you actually love about this so she sat me down and opened the magazine and pointed to a spread and I started describing the colors I started describing the scene I started describing the story and the last thing I talked about was the fashion and yeah. she's like it seems like you're more interested in the visual like the storytelling I think you should try photography mm. and uh, so I asked my mom for a camera. She bought me this little digital point and shoot and a printer, a little four by six printer in my room. And I just, uh, you know, took my sister and we had a bunch of extra fabrics. And I was just sort of like incorporating that fashion, you know, that sort of like making making gowns or toga, whatever you want to call it, staples and, and tape. And, but um, then I would take that and like, okay, well, what if you're in this forest, you know? And, and so I would take, I, I read a lot of fantasy. So I'm like, what if we're in this forest scene or flying in the sky? And so that was, that was what I was exploring. Those are the kinds of themes I was exploring. Then thinking, oh, I'll be a fashion photographer. Yeah. Um, and so I was gonna, up until that point, I was gonna be an English teacher. That was my career trajectory, all my academic life, and I still love uh, writing and reading. I love literature, I love teaching. Um, but when it was time to go to college, I was like, you know, maybe a, I, I'd like turn down a scholarship somewhere else, and I was like, I wanna go be a photographer. And my mom was shook, <laughs> and my parents were like, sure. You know, they, it wasn't what they were expecting. Yeah. Um, 
but they supported me in that. And so I uh, came to Philly, and 16 years later, I'm still here. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love I love what I do. I love photography still, and and also I've been able to in that time um, expand in other mediums. And I just um, yeah, but that's how I started. Basically, it's a teacher sat me down and talked me through. Yeah what it was that I was actually trying to express or, or trying to get at yeah. and help me find that path. That's, that's, that's great to have, to have those moments and have sort of someone to sit there with you and seeing like, no, I think this is, I think this is actually something you should look at. And then, you know, getting the support from, from your family, from your, from your mom early on of like, Hey, you know, all right, here's this point and shoot. And now if, if I, like, I don't know how, let's say, you know, high school or have you, right? You know, like, you're like 14. You're like, hey, uh, I want to go into a podcast. I need just $2,000 worth of equipment. <laughs> Black person's like, nah. He's like, uh, you know, use your phone. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Not even phone at that point. And, and, um, it, and it's funny because one of the things that I did early on in this sort of vein, um, I used to be one of those jerks, right? Not like jerk as in, you know piece of crap but jerk is and i'm just walking around asking people putting a mic in someone's face mm. and i used to have one of the little click and clicks and it's like hey yeah so um you know how we're all getting kicked out of city college right because uh, our <laughs> grades aren't really good um are you gonna be here next year answer click you know oh, i was doing that that yeah. was my the running gun yes. <laughs> that was the beginning of Gorilla me podcasting interviews. that's great and now look at you Still doing the same thing, but yeah, not not too much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's twenty four years ago to be to really date it, but nice. yeah, it's um, you know, it's 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 really great to you know kind of hear some of the sort of like family roots that kind of show up in it and some of those motivations because I think a lot of times, again, going to what I was touching on earlier we all would kind of mix up like what our interest is. And I think we always kind of tap back into some of the things that we're still interested in. Like it's this idea of you return to your square mm -hmm. and you were touching on it a moment ago. So I definitely want to delve deeper into it. You know, you said you could have, could have been an English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so, so educator is part of it. And I, I saw recently, you know, very recently you've explored the whole realm of education. So, would you do you care to share a bit about that? Sure. You're doing. Let's see. What I, what do I have here? What do I have here in my notes? As my computer freezes on me, I see um, Fleischer. Yes. Fleischer yeah. Art Memorial and Mural Arts um, as a visiting teacher. So, what was the inspiration in you, like, kind of pursuing that in sort of this realm? I see that you're, you know, teaching photography workshops and you're, you know, visiting art teacher. So, being a person that's not only working but also being able to kind of help facilitate and support like that next generation kind of some of the stuff that you experience I, I would imagine mm -hmm. like hey you like this part of it so how's that been for you it's been so rewarding it has been um well i think I, I feel like it's it's been a piece that a piece of the puzzle that i've been kind of missing in my life professionally yeah. um for a while just because it takes the focus off of me i'm not i'm not really like look at me kind of person. I'm, I'm very much like, I'll, I'll come into the room and kind of stand to the side. Um, but it allows me to be outside of myself and to help and help other people. And that is like, that's part of why I do photography as well, right? Like I, and I'm a portrait photographer specifically because I really love people. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like observing humans and like facial features and, 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 ethnicities and and how those histories and the things that we're tied to like show up in our in our everyday um 
So it's been it's been great. And, and I'll say I feel like I've always you know how like, I feel like you kind of you've been podcasting or talking to people for a long time. I feel like I've always kind of been teaching just informally. And now that's why I feel so rewarding is because it's it's something that's like in the forefront and I'm and I'm present with it. Um, I know as a kid I was uh, my siblings. <laughs> oh man, I'm like. I had a nerd. I was such a nerd as a kid. I had like a, a collection. Yours was a Wizard magazine. I had a collection of National Geographic. Like I had a subscription to nice. National Geographic, and I was like one of those kids, just like have the whole thing, you know, the archive of it. And I would take them and read them. So when my cousins would come over and stuff, my younger cousins, um, I would go in my room and like read through a magazine, type up a quiz about it, print it out because we had the printer. And I had my stamp. I had my like my red like eight special stamp, and I had my red pen. <laughs> I bought myself a red pen, and I would play school in yeah. my room, you know. And so I'd, I'd have them come in, and I'd tell them about the things, and I'm like, "This is so cool." It was mostly I wanted to share what I knew and what I what I found inspiring, yeah. and um, and and that was the way that I knew how to do it, how to relate information, um, and so I would quiz them. And then I'd be like, okay, now go play. And they'd like literally just go play video games or whatever. And I'd just be in my like stapling my papers and 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 checking, scoring, literally just scoring my, you know, my family on on these things. And I <laughs> I loved it. I was, you know, I think I, I like to think they liked it too. Do you, but, do you um, still have the do you still have the marker you're in? <laughs> I you know, I it's probably in storage somewhere and now I, now I'm gonna go home and ask my parents like we need that marker. where is that? Yeah, I need that. There's power in that marker. Yeah, really, seriously. So um I think I've always been teaching, but uh I got the opportunity um in twenty twenty one. I I was at an event and I met this woman, Vita Litvak, and she was at the time uh, I think directing education at Fleischer. Mm-hmm. And she approached me after I had given like a talk on some of the work that I was presenting there and asked if I'd be interested in, in teaching some workshops. And I hadn't at that time heard of Fleischer Art Memorial. Um, so I did some research, it seemed like a great place, went in, it really is a great community. And so I started teaching my first uh, portrait workshop um, in the fall of last year, in the fall of 2022. I'm like, what year are we in? You're right, that's what it feels like. Yeah, you know, time is an illusion. Um, Flat circle? But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of references happening. Yeah, so many. Um, yeah, so I started that, and my first workshop was, it was a portrait workshop, but it was like called The Art of Portraiture, and I think people, the, the goal of it was to sort of um, teach, the initial goal of it was to teach like, you know, technical skills on the, of the camera. But what I found I was more interested in is the, co- the cultural context of portraiture and how it shows up in our everyday lives and helping people to find their own connection to it. And so what it ended up turning into was kind of like a history of portraiture class with some sort of like discovery and uh, mixed in. So we would do, it would be three hour long workshops um, at a time, like five weeks long, Mm -hmm. um, three hours per session. And I would do like a lecture for the first part of it and then the second part I'd have like a um, an exercise that we go through like these these different types of lighting techniques now go play like I'll show them show them to them and like now see what you can come up with yeah. um, with one another and um, 
I really loved it because you get to see people's wheels turning. You know, you get to see when the, when the light bulbs go off, when they're just like, oh, I didn't know I could do this. Or, or And, and you, you also get to see the growth in it. Like people come in um, really intimidated by photography, really intimidated by the technical aspects and really sort of hindered um, and, 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 you know, mentally with what they feel like they can do, what they're capable of a lot of times. And then, you know, it's just with discovery, with play, with creating a safe environment for them to learn and explore, you get to see them come out of that. And then by the end of it, they're just like, one of my students in my last workshop, she's like, I didn't really consider myself a photographer before, but now I like, I feel like I'm in it. You know, I feel like I'm a photographer now and I can say that with confidence. Yeah. And that just like warmed my heart, you know, it's just like, and then someone else was just like, you know, I didn't have a way to connect with my friends outside of drinking. And I, you know, one, some of us are sober now. And now like with these new portrait like assignments, I was going out and like, we had another reason to connect and it just like opened up so many things for us. And I love that, you know, yeah. I love being, a, being a part of that. And, um, and I'm learning too, and I, I I'm a lifelong learner. So, um, I'm lo loving learning by teaching. Thank you. It, it, it sounds like we're, you know, it sounds like it's, it's sort of like going deeper each mm. time. Like, Hey, you know, this is what the technical, like in, in, as far as the workshop went, this is sort of the technical. Now let's go further into it. And it now turns into more of the history component around mm -hmm. it. And it just makes me think of that scenario you were describing with your teacher back in the day. It's like, we're going to go deeper. And I think about, you know, in, in bringing it to this, because this, this is how I relate, like with the creative thing that I do of, you know, like, what are the things that I like? Like the, my start in podcasting was me talking about um, sort of the goofy news stories that people don't talk too much about, like mm. those segments from like a morning like uh, like radio programs. Like this weird thing happened here. I'm like, what if there was a whole podcast of this? Mm -hmm. And going deeper and doing sort of the research and then looking over from instead of just in my city and instead of my region or my country or whatever, but looking at in the world mm -hmm. and seeing those things and just going deeper and deeper. And even when I approach this, you know, like there's a certain degree of research. Like there'll be, I, I love when I'm listening to, when I'm talking with someone and I ask them a question, I say, how'd you find out about that? I was like, I'd be looking, man. <laughs> I, I'd be digging. Man. Like, right, it's, right. it's like, man, that was from 2005. I know <laughs> you messy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or even, you know, some of the process, it just goes in. It's a couple of hours worth of research that goes into it. But mm -hmm. really trying to figure out like that point of, like what's going deep and trying to like show off sort of that knowledge because some people do that too it's like i know so much and it's like cool but are you kind of sparking that interest for going further so like you know sometimes when i'm doing these interviews and i reach out and i'll send over the questions or whatever to the guests i'm like this is not going to be the all-encompassing like we're not going to get one's life story in like 40 minutes but we might get enough that someone's like let me check out your work mm -hmm. let me dive deeper or let me highlight these parts of what goes into my background those are the things that's interesting at least from my standpoint what is an artist thinking of yeah sure let's talk about their process but what are, what's, what's on their mind how do they go about their work that's mm -hmm. the thing that's really interesting to me because I always say not an art guy okay you, even though even though people correct me it's like are you not 
You know, I'm I'm curious about that. Because, <laughs> and, and I'll say also, my students, what I've, what I've loved, so some of my students are adults. At Fleischer, they're all yeah. adults. Um, uh, and But in the mural arts, they're all teens. Um, and I had a student, uh, I came in the first day for this workshop at, at this, this center. And the girl, she knew, she knew I was coming, and she had her face painted. I mean, like, just all this, like, mark, cool markings and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, are you an artist? No. And I'm like, okay. And then I look over, and she's sketching on the paper. Yeah. And then she's like, do you want to hear the song I wrote? You're like, hello, what? And I'm like, wait a minute. You just said, you, you know, you're not an artist. But let's unpack that. Why do you feel like you're not an artist? So why do you feel like you're not an art person? <laughs> I... I... As a creative entrepreneur. As a creative entrepreneur. With tattoos. With tattoos. Why do you feel like with a comic with, a comic lover? With Doc Martin's on. Right. <laughs> um I, I just I just think it's it's a um I think it's a little bit more being conditioned to being more of a rarefied thing. Mm. You know, and I know there's a lot to unpack in that sort of thing, but rarefied feels like it's the thing. And I think there's an artistic I approach this artistically, but I'm emerging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say that I'm more of an emerging guy in that, mm-hmm. that area. I've been doing it for a long time, but still think I'm emerging. So, you know, I play with that idea. Am I an art guy? Am I not? You talk to me at the right time. Man, I'm an artist. I'm the greatest thing since everything. It's like, <laughs> it's like, all right. It's like, is this a Coke rant? What are you saying? Yeah. But on the other side of it, it is um, sort of this kind of consistent creative confidence conversation mm-hmm. that I think and almost ironically speaking almost any artist runs into yeah and that's kind of what I was what uh, I was describing with this the the students who didn't think they were artists or um, and then also just that comp- yeah that confidence is uh, is key like the girl the student who was just like I, I didn't think I was a photographer before but now I am um, she was always a photographer right she was always making these she always had these images and these skills in her head like we always it's just yeah the way that we're conditioned to see the arts and especially just like uh, I feel like now we're in a better space to be uh, an artist and be supportive and make it make a living from it a lot of uh, uh, in a lot of ways but um, a lot of people see when they like artsy fartsy is a term for a reason, right? Yeah, they yeah. like just don't take it seriously, or they think it's whatever, or they think artists always have to be poor, or, or artists always have to look a certain way, or know a certain a certain set of things. Um, but it really, I feel like all of us are creative, and as far as like you're mentioning, like you feel like you're still emerging. I feel like that's life. I feel like we're always still emerging. We're always still learning. There's never a point. And what I feel like, if you reach the point where you're not curious, then I feel like you may be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if you're if you're still curious, if you're still learning, if you're still open to things, open to new concepts and ideas, I feel like there's the sky is the limit, and creativity like f- helps facilitate that. I think in so many ways, um, facilitate that curiosity. Um, yeah, I could no, go on that's, and that's, on. No, no, that's, that's, that's great. And it actually, and thank you. That's that's really good. I was going to say a biggie reference, but, you know, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I want, I want to ask you this last question, and then um, i got a few rapid fire questions to rock with you, if those are good. Sure. Uh, so this one, and, you know, I, I just want to hear a little bit about um, being a mural arts uh, black art fellow and um, black arts fellow. And um, what, like... What is it like that you love about 
being a artist based in Philly, like being in that space. Because mm-hmm. like getting sort of the mural arts thing, that's a name, that's a rarefied name. Yes. Now that is, that's an institution. That's yes, like is. a, that's like a legacy. You know, um, I, and it's interesting. So I didn't, I mean, I've been in Philly for a while. I came here for college for photography, but I hadn't really like mural arts was never really like specifically on my radar until maybe like five or so years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was mostly because I felt like they weren't for me. I'm like a you know I'm a visual I'm, I'm image based um, in photography so a lot of it was like a lot of my work is in print. I didn't I was like oh I'm not a painter I'm not an illustrator so I'm not like they don't, they're not checking for me in mural arts. Um, I couldn't have been farther you know from the truth and and they it really is like an all encompassing um, sort of entity and which I've really come to appreciate but being a being a black arts fellow I was part of the I think the second cohort uh, of mural arts uh, the black arts fellowship that was in 2021 mm-hmm. and I it's it's really changed so much of my practice of my social network of my like my outlook on things and for the better you know and um, I'm, I'm very grateful um, for that, for like being sort of brought into this network, because um, it really is a, a wonderful network and very, very diverse. Um, but yeah, and, and shout out to Makiba. She was the artist who uh, recommended that I applied and then stayed on me because I I, I I mean, I will forget. So it was like the night before I think I submitted my application and then like just didn't think I would get it because I was like, oh, it's mural arts, whatever. Like they're looking for painters and illustrators and designers that nobody's checking for photography, really, mm-hmm. or not for what I was doing. It was what I thought. Um, and then when I actually when I got the call for that, I was having a really it was a really down day. I was like, just uh, in one of those moments where I was just like, I'm going to give this up. I'm just going to get like a nine to five. I'm just going to like go into tech, you know, just so I can whatever uh, change my circumstances because I just wasn't like happy. I didn't feel inspired or like uh, photography could give me what I felt like I, I wanted at the time. And then I got the call for that. And literally, I was just like in tears, <laughs> just like, and, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed about about that, but, um, yeah, it, it just really kind of uh, reinvigorated so much for me, and uh, I found like my my cohort specifically, I felt, I mean, it w- it was so strong, um, and such a, a range of people. I mean, there was there was a walking artist, and that was the first time I'd even been introduced to that as a as a field. And apparently, it's a thing, you know. And so he would walk these historical trails, um, you know, like slave routes and, and underground railroad and things like that, and, and meditate on that. And people would fund that, wow. and it was just so inspiring. That just like there's so many different ways to to be an artist and to express yourself and to make a difference and explore the things that you love. Yeah. Um, and then be supported for it, which was really, really cool. So, uh, yeah, I've, you know, I've developed some really tight bonds with a, with a core group of, of some of my cohort, and it's, they've been integral. I just took a class uh, by Yannick Lowry. He was like one of the, my, one of the cohorts and um, one, of the, one of the fellows in my cohort. 
and he was teaching a, a collage class at Fleischer. And I'd never done collage, but it just opened up a whole new world for me now for what my own work, you know, being image-based. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's been it's been really dope. I felt I felt like I found a support network. I found like um, a platform to be able to share what I do with more people. I feel like that is probably I wouldn't be sitting here, you know, talking to you if I hadn't been involved with Mirror. Your name is Robert. You'd be here, yeah, <laughs> right? Well, you know, our name means bright fame. I mentioned that earlier to Emilio, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know he hated that. <laughs> He was like, I disagree. I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's going to disagree on anything. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I don't hold to that, whatever. It's just a fun thing, fun fact. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just been, um, it's been great being a, being in mural arts. And as far as what my uh, favorite thing about the art scene, being an artist in Philly is, I think it is the, I'll say it's the, access to the arts mm-hmm. um, I feel like it it's surrounding us and I know a lot of cities have an art scene but Philly feels very grounded mm-hmm. Philly feels like um, I've been here for a while but it feels like it's an excellent city as an incubator for artists because there's room to explore um, there is uh, it's like one it's uh I'm going to knock on wood here if I could find some wood, but it's affordable, you know. Well. Uh, right. <laughs> LOL. Um, knock on gold. Right. Seriously. Um, so it's, I found like that was an integral part as well of like, because I, I, you know, I, I, I have a, a small studio, but you, we pour a lot into our craft. Yeah. And you're not always able to do that in like bigger cities if you don't come from means. And I definitely do not come from means, you know. So, um I was able to cut my teeth here in a lot of ways, and um, there's a lot of there's a lot of access in Philly. We're um, it's a very we're a very passionate uh, city. I feel like people always think of the sports fans mm-hmm. when they think of Philly. You know, they got your Flyers, you got your Eagles, you got your. But the art the artists are equally as passionate, and that is one of my favorite things um, about the city. Yeah, that's that's dope. Thank you. So before we wrap up here, I got two rapid fire questions for you. Um, so I hope you're ready. Sure. Yeah. Uh, favorite color? Right now, blue. Okay. Uh, uh, cob- I'm like, oh. You're being an artist about it. I know. It. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is it cobalt tone, or is right? it like a French blue right now? Maybe it's cerulean. Wow. I don't know. But That's yeah, great. blue, blue right now. All right. Uh, this is this is sort of the last one. Uh, how do you? What are you more likely to start your day with? Uh, coffee, tea, or other? Because someone gave me a really interesting answer earlier, and I'm going to leave other as an option. Yeah. Uh, oh, rapid fire. Oh, right. Uh, so tea. Okay. Um, but I'm not opposed to any of the other options. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Um, I want to thank you 
for being on the pod. Of course. And two, I want to and, um, invite and encourage you to tell the fine folks where they can check you out, social media, website, all that good stuff. The floor is yours. Sure. Thank you. This has been great. It feels like we just like breeze by. Um, <laughs> there's so much more. Uh, but <laughs> We left some on the table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, um, my website is rcarterphoto.com. Not Art Carter, but R, just the letter R. Uh, I, I get that a lot. Um, and then my Instagram is the same, R Carter Photo and also R Carter Studios. They're kind of separated. Photo is more of my artistic and studios is more of my like commercial portraiture and classes. Um, and yeah, that's that's where I am online. I have a I have a show coming up actually, um, a group show in May um, with a, with a group uh, that I'm really excited about. It's uh, it's it's about it's a diasporic show. Um, and it's about like how are the things that connect us across the diaspora. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm actually not showing photography in that for okay. the first time. So, yeah, really something, excited. Something new to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to share too much, but okay. yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, follow the social media and their website, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Robert Carter for coming on to the podcast and spinning a bit of yarn with me. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art and culture in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Oh, 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 o